having examined some potential sources of strife and contention, it is important to consider for ourselves the dangers and eternal consequences of contention, strife, and conflict so we can be much more determined to raise a standard against this strategy of the enemy to weaken our faith. And the first danger to consider this morning is that contention and strife can cause us to take misguided decisions which in many cases will have eternal consequences. I say that again. Contention and strife can cause men, cause people, families, churches to take misguided decisions which in many cases would have eternal consequences. Genesis chapter 13 Verse 10 to 13, And Lord lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go towards Zohar. Verse 11, Then Lord chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. Please mark that in your Bible if you can. Then Lord chose for himself, himself, all the plain of Jordan and Lord journeyed east. And they separated from each other. Verse 12. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lord dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. As a result of contention and strife, Lord took a decision, a decision with eternal consequences, a place marked for destruction and demolition in the spirit became very attractive very appealing to Lot. Contention pushed him towards Gomorrah. Everything looked good and green on the other side. Choices and decisions made in the times of conflict and contention and strife are void of the impute of the Spirit of God. Verse 11 tells us that Lord chose for himself, chose for himself the place that would eventually end up in flames. A common problem and, and, and challenge I have seen particularly in relationships is that some people who immediately jump out of a very contentious, turbulent relationship into another relationship end up regretting their decisions. Yes. The reason is that at the peak of contention, all you desire is a way out. You just want a breathing space. And at such times, any alternative would satisfy. Anything out there would look attractive and nice, attractive 
and eyes to you. And the probability of taking a misguided and dangerous decision with the worst consequence is really high. Is really high. My simple admonition to you, dearly beloved, is that you should never make a decision as a result of strife, contention, and conflict. No matter how terrible it may be, endure, settle, and ensure your ability to hear God is not affected by the prevailing physical situation. Settle and deal with the contention in a godly way. For there you will hear God clearly and you would be able to take the next divinely guided steps in the right direction. An older man in his mid-sixties came weeping profusely. He left his wife and his children approximately 20 years ago because of strife and contention that would have been so easily resolved. He immediately jumped into another relationship. You know, it's always green at the other side. Someone is always calling. I'm here. I'm available. I make your food for you. I make your bed for you. You have a good life with me. You have this with me. I have the best to offer. I am better than that one. I am better than this one. Oh, he jumped immediately into the waiting arms of another woman. He married her and left his own wife. Things went on for a while until he discovered. He discovered that things are not as green on the other side. Contention soon started again at the other side and then off he jumped again to the third. After going through about six marriages in 20 years, he now wants to return to the one he left 20 years ago. With tears in his eyes, I remember very vividly, with tears in his eyes, he told me that no woman he ever met loves him like the one he left 20 years ago. His desire was for me to pray for him and intervene immediately. Friends, with God all things are possible, but sometimes it's not a trivial process to take back what we deliberately threw away by reason of contention and strife. Looking for an alternative as a means of escape from a challenge that should be solved is attempting to postpone the solution to a problem that might grow and become a monster over the years. Now, let's look at some serious points to keep in mind concerning strife, conflict, and contention based on the life of Lord. Number one, strife can move a man or woman or family to develop relationships and friendship with a people spiritually marked for judgment. Strife, contention can make a man, move a man, a woman to begin to fraternize, to begin to commune and relate with a people, a community, a set of individuals spiritually marked for judgment. 
when Lot departed, he did not leave outrightly for Sodom and Gomorrah. He actually pitched his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah. He left his Abraham and looked towards a city that was a subject of discussion in the court of heaven. A city that had provoked heaven. A city that heaven was deciding the fate for judgment. Lord never knew that he was leaving the blessed and joining the cursed. He never knew that he was departing from favor and connecting himself with destruction. By the time the angels got to the city to destroy it in Genesis chapter 19, Lot was found at the gate of the city. He had formed a close relationship, a bond, an alliance with the inhabitants and the elders of Sodom and Gomorrah. Friends, there are workers of iniquity that will appear like your Messiah in times of contention and strife. They beckon on you, calling you to come and join them. They beckon on you, come and do business with us. Beckon on you, leave your wife, leave your spouse, leave your husband, come to us. We have something better to offer. I can make you look good. You will have a good life with me. They appear like Messiah. They appear like good lovers. They appear like good ministry partners, good business partners, good career partners. But they are workers of iniquity. There is plenty of room for you to live anyhow when you join them. Do anyhow. They can even promise you peace, rest, joy, deliverance, grace, glory, prosperity, financial open doors, cars, houses, business opportunities, connections. They can promise you everything. And of course, Lot was okay in Sodom. He was fine. He had no problem with the sin of the city. Their sin was not his problem. He was heavily compromised. His value system had been corrupted to the point that he was ready to give his own daughters to the men of the city to be raped just to protect his heavenly visitors. You can read the story for yourself in Genesis 19. How foolish. How foolish. Lot was so comfortable in Sodom. But unfortunately, in the final analysis, it is not about what you feel or how you experience it. It is about what is God's heart concerning your alternative choice. Of what use is it to feel at home in a place that heaven had marked for demolition? Of what use is it to build your businesses, to build your calling, your assignment, your destiny, your marriage with a people in a city, in a location that is already marked for destruction in the spirit. One of the things Satan seeks to accomplish with contention and strife is to relocate godly people, uproot godly people from their place of purpose and destiny and relocate them into locations and regions where the devil can lay hold on them and destroy all 
all that they had labored for. Secondly, note that those who created the strife and caused Lot to relocate away from his uncle Abraham were nowhere to be found when the chips were down. Oh! Those who motivated the strife, those who stirred up the contention, were nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Do you remember that the strife and contention problem came through the herdsmen, the herdsmen of Lot and Abraham? Do you remember? Do you remember? How come the herdsmen who caused Lot to relocate were not available to be counted when there was need for just ten people whose righteousness could save the city. How come? How come? When Abraham negotiated with God on behalf of the city in Genesis 18.24, God promised not to destroy the city despite our sins if he could find just ten faithful men. So my question is, where were the hearts men of Lord? Where were they? How come they could not complete the number? How come they could not balance the equation? My conclusion is that those who cause strife and contention cannot be counted as righteous people according to heaven's standard. Those who cause contention, strife in marriage, in home, in ministry, in churches, in their workplaces, no matter how good they appear, no matter how wonderful they preach, no matter how nice they prophesy, no matter what things they see, those who cause strife, contention, cannot be counted as righteous people according to heaven's standard. They are regarded as useless in the spirit as far as intercession is concerned. Such people carry no weight in the spirit. They are empty clouds with no rain. They have no spiritual contribution when matters of your life and destiny have been spiritually decided. I have seen people who were gingered and encouraged to quit. And those who gingered them were nowhere to be found when things went wrong. Is it not strange to notice that those who sowed the seed of discord that made you leave the church God asked you to serve are still there while you have been uprooted and made to be revolving around your own axis without any forward movement. Is it not, is it not scary? Is it not funny that the colleagues who encourage you to leave your job positions are now the managers and directors in that same company you left? Those who strongly encourage you to leave your spouse, threatening and boasting that they would never tolerate 10% of what you are enduring in your home. Are they not now celebrating a 15 years wedding anniversary, having survived 10 times more the pains they told you not to endure? 
Remember mornings, depressive mornings, exhausting afternoons, and very lonely nights. Sadly, none of those who contributed to your marriage dissolution is there to provide the support you need. Those who generate the strife are never available to help and comfort you when you need them the most. Never forget it, friends. <laughs> never forget it. The artsmen of Lot could not be counted to complete ten men, ten righteous souls that can stand on behalf of the city before God. Thirdly, I want you to observe that Lot, Lot, brother Lot, lost his wife. His helpmate was gone and his daughters were depraved in their mind. Will you agree with me that what became of Lot's wife and his daughters is directly connected to the strife and contention between Lot and his uncle Abraham. Will you agree with me that the loss of his family was more connected to the contention and strife between him and his uncle than to the sin of the city? Had the strife and contention been properly handled according to the word of God, what would have made Lot and his precious family live in a city marked for destruction. Absolutely nothing. Nothing, my dear friends. Listen, the decision you take as a result of contention, strife, and conflict can have eternal consequences on your immediate family and loved ones, on your immediate family members and loved ones. His wife became a pillar of salt and his two daughters picked up the value system of Sodom and Lot, Lot became the father and grandfather of his own seeds. He produced Ammon and Moab, a people banished from entering into the congregation of the Lord, even unto the tenth generation. Genesis 19, 36-38, thus both the daughters of Lot were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the people of Ammon to this day. As a result, the Lord gave a standing order in Deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 3 and it says, No Ammonite or Moabite or any of their descendants for 10 generations may be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. Cut off. They were cut off. Innocent people cut off. That is what strife and contention mismanagement can cause. A man who left for Sodom with abundant resources, too much for the land to support, came out of Sodom with nothing. Nothing. He lost his wife 
and even the memory of the two daughters that managed to survive produced perpetual sorrow, pain, and shame. Friends, the subject that God is confronting us with this morning should not be handled with carelessness, should not be handled with levity. We need to take this seriously. This is important for those who truly want to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto them and leave a legacy and pass on this faith to their children and their children's children. commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified have you made mistakes do you find yourself just revolving around your own axis no serious forward movement in your life since you compromised your godly relationship is it not better to swallow your pride Go on your knees, seek the Lord, and seek Him for restoration, for peace, for rest. You cannot continue to revolve around your own axis. It's not possible. It's now time to move on. You have dwelt too long on this side of the mountain. It's now time to go forward. It's now time to advance in the will and the purpose of God. It's now time to let go, to forget the past, to break association that has been formed and forged. Alliances that have been built as a result of contention and strife. It's now time to look up to the hills from whence cometh your help. It's now time to go forward. Say the Lord. Amen. With your life unfolding by And let the peace of God Let it rain Oh, Holy Spirit, Lord, my comfort Strengthen me on my head of high And I stand upon your truth Bringing glory unto you, and let the peace of God let it rest. Oh Lord, I hunger for more of you. Rise up within me, let me know your truth. Oh Holy Spirit.
Oh, Holy Spirit, saturate. 